it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for the Jets-Seahawks postgame report. The Jets go down at the hands of the Seahawks in Seattle, 23-6. Happy New Year, Jets fans. And so to talk about this, we bring in our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, first of all, Happy New Year. Second of all, I'm sorry the Jets didn't give you a better game to cover today. Yeah, it was uh, tough to watch, but it's what we've seen really um, in every meaningful game they've played since the start of December. Uh, They just weren't uh, good enough to get the job done. And really, especially the last couple weeks, not close. And, uh, you know, it was Zach Wilson at quarterback last week, and it didn't happen at all, obviously. And and it wasn't much better with Mike White at quarterback today. And and that's really, you know, if you told – Anyone before the season, the Jets would get the seven wins. You would say it was a good season. But when you lose five straight, when you're in playoff contention, uh, it's hard to sell that as progress. And I know people are going to say that's negative, but you you can't say you're making progress as a team when you can't win a single game that you need to win and you have the talent, especially, you know, we're talking about games earlier against the Vikings and games against the Lions where they – played well enough to win or, or they were in the game uh, and couldn't get it done. And, and then obviously they've been outclassed the last two weeks and uh, there's issues that need to be fixed. And this isn't some automatic, like this team is going to be 
as good as people expect it's going to be next year. It's not easy to do it. And if they don't make significant improvements, um, there are going to be issues next year too. So uh, I, I do think the Jets are in a better position than they've been in the past, but there's definitely stuff that needs to get fixed. And, uh, you know, it's not like the Seahawks team was, was you know, world beaters before today, but when the Jets showed up, they certainly were. And that's a reflection on the coaching. That's a reflection on what's being said and, and, and thought about in the locker room. Um, and everything needs to be looked at. And that, that's not just me saying that. That's the head coach saying it after the game. So um, a, a definitely a reality check of a month for the Jets that, that ends in resounding fashion with just an ugly, ugly loss to the Seahawks. And, um, you know, I don't know. That they were, I'm sure there are some silver linings and positives to take from today, but uh, you got to look pretty hard for them. Andy, as a Jets fan, I'm just really, really tired in so many ways. And you get to cover this team with no emotional investment. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way for me. The big question that's going to be looming over the Jets at the beginning of the offseason, and we'll see how long that question looms, depends on what they do, is quarterback. The Jets thought they had their answer quarterback when they drafted Mark Sanchez. Didn't work out. They thought they had their answer quarterback when they drafted Geno Smith. That didn't work out. They thought they had their answer quarterback when they drafted Sam Darnold. That didn't work out. And now it appears the same situation is unfolding with Zach Wilson if anything were to happen with Zach Wilson, it would be him coming back here next year, red-shirting, and then maybe coming back year four of his rookie contract. I don't even know if that's going to happen. I'd say it's probably about a 50-50 shot that Zach Wilson gets traded at this point. And so you would hope that Mike White becomes that pleasant surprise that Jets fans never get. The Jets don't get guys like Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott or Tony Romo or Kurt Warner at the quarterback spot. People were hoping Mike White could be that guy. And what I kept saying to people was, you've got to be careful because I know that he's had a couple of good games, but he's only played six games over the course of two years. He had that bad game against Buffalo last year. You can't bank on Mike White being the starter of this team next year just because you're hoping that he's going to be that Kirk Cousins, Tony Romo, Kurt Warner, Dak Prescott type of guy that the Jets never get. Well, today I think we got a little bit of clarity there, and it was funny, Andy, because you told me a couple of weeks ago that one of the worst parts of Mike White getting hurt, in addition to him actually feeling physical pain, is that now the Jets weren't going to be able to evaluate Mike White to know what he was. Now they know what he is, and what he is is a serviceable backup. And look, I think he's proven he can play in the NFL. He may very well have a 10-year career in the NFL as a backup, but he's not a starting quarterback. We saw that clearly today. He just looked terrible. And I suppose you can attribute some of that to the ribs, maybe. But this was as bad of a performance as you ever could have gotten from Mike White today. 23 of 46, 240 yards, two interceptions. It felt like it was actually a lot worse than that. So we'll get into everything else. But that's where you have to start if you're a Jets fan. This season, you hoped that this team might win seven, eight, nine games. But you also hoped that in the process, the quarterback would take some steps it went the exact opposite direction. First, Zach Wilson being the disappointment, and then Mike White, the guy that everybody pinned their hopes to, not working out the way that they wanted either. And clearly, the Jets head into the offseason with this major question mark at quarterback. And we're going to have plenty of time to talk about what the Jets probably should do. But here's what we can say right now. The starting quarterback in 2023 is not going to be Mike White, and it's not going to be Zach Wilson. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if that's fair because if you look at today, I mean, Mike White was put in a terrible position by the defense early in the game. The offensive line is a hot mess. Um, and, I mean, he was not a good situation to be in for him. And, and I don't know. Like, I'm not going to use the ribs as an excuse because he said he didn't have pain weeks ago and he was cleared to play. Uh, I'm sure it was a factor in some way, shape, or form. But I don't think, um, you know, if you're cleared to play, you got to figure it out some way, shape, or form, and you got to be better than he was. And, and ultimately, you're going into the next season. Um, you know, you thought you'd get some clarity on the quarterback position this season and then said you're, it's more of a question mark. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's fair to write a guy off after six career starts or seven or whatever it is at this point. And, and even with Zach Wilson, like I could see him playing next year. It's certainly not going to start the season as the quarterback, but um, you can see him getting an opportunity and make, maybe making a significant improvement and, and surprising everybody. It's, he's certainly talented and um, there's no evidence that that's going to happen from what we've seen. But, uh, you know, in Jets fans are, I feel bad for them because this has got to be frustrating. I mean, of course it's frustrating. It's it, for, even for us to watch, it's frustrating, but um it just is the situation they're in, and and that's why it's going to be an uncomfortable season. I don't, I don't think Joe Douglas or Robert Sala's jobs are in jeopardy right now at the end of this season, but it's going to be an uncomfortable season for them next year because they've come no closer to solving this massive problem. And, you know, it's, part of it is bad injury luck, but you've got to be better than they, they've been. You can't go two games when your playoff life is at stake without scoring a touchdown, and uh, they they haven't you know there's a lot of work to do on the offensive line and and part of that is because of injuries. There's obviously a lot of work to do at quarterback. They obviously have some some weapons now that that seem pretty good. Um, so that's headed in the right direction. But um, you know when when you look at what we saw out there today, uh, the offense is what is going to uh, be the issue for Robert Sala and Joe Douglas moving forward and and why. There, there's not a lot of job security going into next year for either one of them because much like every person who has come before them, they, they have not figured this out or, or come close to figuring it out. And and, and it's, it's also you look at other teams around the league in, in similar situations like, like the Giants. And obviously they play in a much easier uh, league, but they figured out a way to get it done when they had to. And, and the Jets, you can say whatever you want. They had the chances to do it. Um, they, they win – a game against the Patriots that they should have won. Uh, one of those two, they're still in it right now. Um, you know, the, you know, all of these things that happen. Any one of those games that we talked about earlier, where it was there for them and they couldn't figure it out. Um, it, you know, it, it's it's just that's what the focus is going to be moving forward is getting this offensive thing fixed. And um, you know, I wouldn't feel any glee if I was a Jets fan about Mike White not working out because uh, you. I mean, I guess you could say you told. If you told someone so, but uh, it doesn't change your situation. You still don't have a quarterback. You still don't know what what's happening and that key part of your team. Um, and and nothing is going to change really around here until they figure that out, or at least get someone who is serviceable in there and and provide them serviceable protection to to uh, you know actually go out there and win a football game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The rest of the Jets' offense was not very good. But to be fair, the defense was not very good today either. And I think part of the problem with the Jets' defense is sometimes they get off to a slow start. And then the offense just doesn't have the firepower to catch up, especially without the quality quarterback play. Ty Johnson actually was a bright spot. Eight carries for 46 yards. He ran the ball well. This Seattle defense, it's crazy, Andy. They were known for giving up big plays. I believe coming into this game, they had 85 big plays given up. And that's classified as a run over 10 yards or a reception over 20 yards. And the Jets just weren't making things happen. Their leading receiver was Tyler Conklin. Six catches for 80 yards. Didn't even really feel like he made that much of an impact, even though on paper those are pretty good statistics. The rest of the Jets' offense didn't do very much besides the aforementioned Ty Johnson. Bam Knight had eight carries for 27 yards. 3.4 yards per carry. Boy, did his play slip after the first few weeks when he came out of the gate hot. On the plus side, though, even though he only had three catches for 18 yards, Garrett Wilson crossed the 1,000-yard mark. First Jets rookie receiver or running back to do that ever, and he's also the first Jets receiver to be drafted by the team to do it since Jericho Cotri did it in 2007. So, as you know, I always recommend Garrett Wilson at prizepicks.com and the prizepicks app when you play in their daily fantasy matchup against the prizepicks player projections. He fell well short of his player projection this week, which was 66 yards. I thought he would beat it based on what I just said as far as the big play Seattle's defense has given up. Unfortunately, three catches, 18 yards, good enough to get over 1,000 for the season, but not good enough for him to be able to beat his prize picks player projection. But you should still play like me every week. Here's how it works. You go to prizepicks.com or the prize picks app, and you play against the prize picks player projections with two to six players that you pick. If they do better than their prize picks player projection, you can win up to 25 times the amount of money that you put in. They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks if you use the promo code 
PLAJ. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they match you 50 bucks. You don't play against anybody else, just against the prize picks player projection. And you can play any sport you want baseball, basketball, hockey, football, whatever it is. They've got it at prizepicks.com and the prize picks app. Just use the promo code PLAJ and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. I don't know who I'm going to recommend next week for the Jets, Andy. I might actually have to recommend somebody on Miami because the defense for the Jets didn't play very well today either. Quincy Williams is so frustrating to watch because he'll make some big hits and he'll stand out on the highlights, but there are still so many things that are basic that he doesn't do right. His instincts are all over the place. And he's got potential, but I just don't know what to make of him. The Jets are in big trouble at linebacker. C.J. Mosley is just not the player he used to be, and he's certainly not worth the $17 million that he's going to get. Carl Lawson had a sack today, but he hasn't been anything close to what the Jets thought they were getting, so they've got a decision to make on him as well. And then really, when you take a look at the rest of the defense, there just wasn't anybody that stood out. I know that Sauce Gardner had another pass deflection in this game. This is an interesting contrast between him and Tariq Woolen. I'll let other people decide who they think was better and who they think is more deserving of the Rookie of the Year award. I've already made my feelings clear as far as Sauce goes. But also, Andy, special teams. Braxton Berrios, I don't know what's going on with him, but he has been terrible as a punt returner this year. He's been completely useless, and as a receiver, we already knew he wasn't worth anywhere near the amount of money that the Jets are paying him. He's got a cap of $8.25 million next year. I would imagine that he's probably getting released or he's going to have to rework his deal because he's not worth that. He's played subpar this season, especially for a guy making that kind of money. And Braden Mann, on that punt that got shanked, at first it looked like it might have been blocked. It wasn't blocked. Mann has been such a disappointment in a million different ways. I'll go back to that Rams game when he made that game-saving tackle that probably cost them Trevor Lawrence. I know that they ended up winning a game against Cleveland after that, but don't forget you've got the butterfly effect. Who knows what would have played out if they had lost that Rams game. Things could have been completely different. The Jets might have approached it differently. Who knows? The point is, Braden Mann has been nothing but terrible for the Jets, both as a punter and as somebody who goes in there and makes a tackle to cost them a potential franchise quarterback. So the defense today, one of their weaker efforts. Geno Smith wasn't great. He didn't have to be today. He was good enough. There were a couple of times where it looked like he might even be intercepted. He wasn't. It was funny. There was one play where the color commentator, after Geno almost threw an interception, made a reference to Gino looking comfortable in the pocket. I mean, I suppose Gino looking comfortable in the pocket and almost throwing an interception is a plus in his book. Certainly wouldn't have been a plus in my book. Kenneth Walker, by the way, might have stolen the Rookie of the Year award away from Garrett Wilson today. 23 carries, 133 yards, 5.8 yards per carry. So if Garrett Wilson doesn't get the Offensive Rookie of the Year award, he can thank the poor quarterback play of the Jets and his defensive teammates for blowing it for him. DJ Dallas, another player who did well today, Seven carries, 43 yards, three catches, 55 yards. So overall, almost 100 yards total. A big day as well for Daryl Taylor. You had heard Corbin Smith say on the podcast earlier this week that Daryl Taylor has gotten to the quarterback from time to time, but he's been very inconsistent. Not today. Two and a half sacks for him. Quentin Jefferson, one and a half sacks as well. And as we said, the offensive line was not good today. George Fant's not coming back here. Let's be honest about that. He's a free agent. He was bad again today. It almost felt like he was mailing it in this year. 
especially after he came back from the injury. I'm sure he's probably in pain, but he has just been bad. And Lakin Tomlinson, another poor performance from him. He's going to have to restructure or probably be cut as well because he has come nowhere close to living up to the contract that he got. So overall, a domination by the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith wasn't great, but Kenneth Walker was. DJ Dallas was really good. And the Seattle defense did what they needed to do against a bad Jets offensive line and an offense in general that just couldn't get anything done. The special teams, not very good either. The Jets got pounded in every aspect and in every way imaginable today. Yeah, I mean, the defense was fine after the the first 16 minutes of the game, uh, but they gave up 193 yards in the first quarter. Uh, It's typical. It's what we've seen. The safeties aren't good enough. The... Play from Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed was elite, uh, and the linebackers can't cover anybody. So, and the pass rush was okay. So, it's the same thing. The defense has the potential to be elite once they kind of figure things out, but uh, they have no margin for error because the offense is terrible, and uh, they need to make upgrades at safety, and they need to get a linebacker who can cover, or we're going to see tight ends continue to tear them apart, tight ends that you've never heard of, catching huge passes. It's been a theme all season. Uh, and it's the weak spot of the defense, and it's something that's got to get fixed. But when you compare on defense, well, they need to get fixed. It's pretty easy to see them being a top-five defense next year for real, um, especially considering Sauce Gardner and, and DJ Reed, for that matter, could both be even better next year than they are now because they're both young players uh, who have done everything you would ever want them to do this year. So that's the encouraging part of this defense. And even today, they were both very, very good. Um but, but, yeah, I mean, it was just a total outclassing. And, you know, Gino was very good at the beginning of the game and made some great plays. I think the first play of the second quarter, the last play of the first quarter, a little shovel pass, he made 41-yard gain. Uh, it was just a beautiful play. Um, and, you know, he became the first or the second player in Seahawks history to go over 4,000 yards in the season. The Jets haven't had one since Joe Namath in 1967. Um, you know, kind of fitting for, for where they're at. For And unfortunate for Jets fans to have to watch that, but, uh, that's just what it is. Um, and it goes to tell you, you don't ever know about a quarterback. Um, none of us really know until they, they get an opportunity in the right situation. And, um, you know, Geno Smith has been very good this year and, and credit to him. And I thought it was interesting after the game, he had, uh, you know, a hug for Zach Wilson that lasted a long time and obviously gave him some words of encouragement and, it would be interesting to find out what those words were because Geno obviously has been through all of it. Um, and and should I don't think it's going to happen with the Jets, but it should give Zach Wilson some hope moving forward that you know there could be a future for him uh, in some way, shape, or form. So yeah, it was it was just that you know it's what the Jets are right now, and a, a lot of uh, you know a lot of questions. But I think on the defense with the defensive line and and the cornerbacks, uh, they've got a really solid foundation, and and that's clearly going to be the strength of this team. And and what will allow them to probably contend for playoff spots for the next several years. Andy, anything we need to know injury-wise? No, there wasn't anything super significant today. LaMarcus Joyner re-aggravated his hip in the first or second quarter, did not return. I wouldn't expect to see him again this season, and I really wouldn't expect to see him back with the Jets. Um, you know, He had an interesting year, but I don't think he was ever playing at a super high level. Um, you know, Somebody might disagree with that, but... Uh, you know, the safeties have been a bit of a liability all season. Um, and, yeah, other than that, the, the Jets got through today pretty much unscathed injury-wise. I think, you know, Mike White took some big hits and 
that could be something to watch, uh, you know, heading into the final game of the season. But uh, I'd expect to see, you know, all the, the key guys out there. Um, there could be some shuffling on the offensive line, but uh, given, you know, Dwayne Brown has obviously been through it and, and you may not see him out there with, with nothing to play for next week. Um, and same with George Fant, but at the same time, you don't want to put a quarterback out there and, and put him in danger. So it's a, that's kind of an interesting balance going into that Miami game. But outside of that, that's what the situation is. Andy, like you said, the Jets are going to have to make some changes at safety, linebacker. They're probably going to have to shake things up at edge a little bit as well. And certainly the offensive line will need some retooling. The big ticket item, of course, will be quarterback. And these are things we will talk about in much greater detail down the line. But for now, let's go inside the locker room. What do we hear from Robert Sala and the players after the game? Yeah, it was obviously a despondent locker room. Mike White uh, was emotional after and, and really downtrodden. And then when he went into the locker room after he talked to the podium, he was just sitting there staring at the ground for a solid five or more minutes. Um, you know, a lot of the guys took it hard, and they also saw there was some resignation to the situation. Uh, Tyler Conklin, you know, said it, it sucks. It feels bad as a player to be in this situation uh, because they thought, you know, they had a chance to make the playoffs. Garrett Wilson, as he usually does, summed it up best. Uh, we felt like we blew the season is what he said. And, and it's hard to argue against when you have five straight losses when you're in that playoff position. Robert Sala, you know, he tried to do his silver lining thing, but even he couldn't really do that because it's hard to be a silver lining when you – when you kind of collapse this way late in the season and, and there was so much opportunity there and, you know, you just needed one more win to really kind of be there and, and be there for your first winning season since 2015 and, and be there to try to end this playoff drought. And instead now you have the longest playoff drought in, in Jets history at 12 years. And for it to come in the salary cap era when parity is king in the NFL and you can see pretty much any team turn around in a year or two, uh, it's just telling the Jets keep getting it wrong. So uh, not to say that there aren't, there isn't a chance that they're on the right track here, but um, it's it's just it's discouraging, and that that was the vibe in the locker room. Just a lot of uh, frustration, a lot of admitting that it did, doesn't feel good, and and um, and that's that's what it is. I mean, that's where they're at right now. It's a it's a frustrated group, and um, I think they know that you know they missed an opportunity, missed a lot of opportunities, and um, that things are going to look different. Uh, probably more than anybody would have expected next year because of it. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets' loss 23-6 to in Seattle with me. Really appreciate it. The Jets now officially eliminated from the playoffs, by the way. Fascinating scenario playing out, though, because if the Patriots were to lose to the Bills, which could very well happen, and the Jets were to beat the Dolphins if the Steelers won, then that would knock out all the teams from the AFC East with the exception of the Bills. So the Jets could still play spoiler here, although there's also, of course, a scenario where the Jets beat the Dolphins and in the process put the Patriots into the playoffs, which really, depending on where you sit, is either no better or somehow worse so either way this is not going to go well for the Jets at the end of the season there's not really much positive they can do in their own direction and now there's a lot of soul searching coming still one game left though as the Jets go into Miami and like I said if you really want to look at this from a positive standpoint in terms of what the Jets can do it's possible they could at least knock the Dolphins out so that's something at this point at least Andy once again happy new year 
A lot of people in the new year are going to want to be subscribing to your work over at NJ.com and following you on social media. So when they do subscribe, what are they going to see? And how can they follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez, on Instagram at ByAndyVasquez. And uh, we'll take a look at who's to blame for, for everything that went wrong, what changes the Jets could possibly make. Uh, obviously, we'll look at Mike LaFleur's situation because what we've seen hasn't been good enough. I have some opinions on that, but you'll have to check it out. Um, and we'll kind of spin it forward. I mean, that's what you can do right now, especially with the quarterback situation. I've already kind of looked at some of the options for next year, but we're going to get more into detail for that. And, um, you know, what everything means for the Jets moving forward as they now have another losing season and another season without the playoffs. Make sure you follow Andy on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez. Read his work over at NJ.com. Check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. All 22 breakdowns are up there, so watch them and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikejet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-public.com. We got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. For the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like Jet Digital. PlayLikeAJet.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.